0: This is the official Capsure Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. How's it going, Polly? We got our own little helmet decals, uh, folks, on our live stream. If you didn't know, we've got a new sponsor in DraftKings. If you sign up with code THPN, you'll get all sorts of awesome goodies on, you know, any sort of action, uh, DC, DMV area, all sports betting is legal, or at least we hope it is because if not, we're breaking the law by telling you this. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. But here is the ad read in itself. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by first round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first round knockout for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA or only. Um, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportbook for details. And, you know, if you have a gambling problem, uh, 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I'm going to be honest, Paulie, I'm not really sure I was supposed to read that last part, but uh, I did it anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to be cautious.
1: You know, uh, the fine print is there. So uh, now you folks know. <laughs> Um, you know, he mentioned McGregor, he is fighting this weekend and, Absolutely. uh, you know, that always brings the, brings the views. If do you know, else. do you know who he's fighting? <laughs> no, uh, I think he fought the guy before. Yeah.
0: He's probably, uh, you know, going to be, I don't know. I hope he gets knocked the fuck out. That'd be hilarious. I don't really like Conor McGregor, but the the main point here, ladies and gentlemen, is DraftKings sign up with code THPN. Uh, you can actually use that code. Uh, I think it's a couple like as far as the the different promos that you get. So like it's mostly for new players, uh, but I believe that that promo code may be good if you're a current player. If not, make a new account, sign up if you've never signed up before. Get some action on McGregor, and obviously DraftKings is not just um, not just sports betting, like in the sense of like over unders right on top. Like they they definitely have a lot of derivatives in there that you can uh, or what do they call those proxies? Is that is that the betting thing? I'm not a big I'm not a big gambler. Um, are you talking <clears throat> about a parlay? No, like um, like bets like not just like if if a team wins by this many, it's like who obviously like like you know a knockout in the first round or who who won uh you know who's gonna who's gonna score the first goal in the caps uh next caps game that type of betting yeah I definitely don't know what that word is but the fact that
1: you could put one dollar down and win 257 dollars out of it if McGregor gets a knockout in the first round I mean come on that you can't
0: beat that right yeah it's pretty good. So again, DraftKings, download the app, sign up with code THPN, thank us later. Thank us later. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, Caps fans, we've got a really good uh, show for you today. Obviously, we're back with full-time hockey. And while maybe this week didn't end the way that we wanted it to, pretty strong start for the Caps. Um so that'll be the Washington wrap round as we as we kind of uh break down each game. Polly, I was surprised at how much I had to put in the outline this week because of how many like games there were and actually breaking down hockey and doing our expert analysis on it.
1: Yeah, man, it kind of was like the equivalent of like when you haven't written for a while and then you start writing and your hand starts to cramp. It was like mentally that that type of situation because it was
0: like, oh my gosh, there's so much to say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hopefully we don't bore you too much. <clears throat> Definitely have some, uh, some I think some big picture takeaways. So we'll get into that and also uh, some great brief league news. Some uh, pretty. We've already got suspensions. We've already got stuff uh, happening around the on the league. So I think that we should just kind of pop some tabs and get into it. What about you, Polly? Heck yeah! One, two, three. So <clears throat> one big thing: <laughs> Mike Milberry, aka Mike Dillberry, is out. And then, <laughs> then NBC goes around, turns around, and hires Mike Babcock for and for his replacement or at least for another like an analyst guy. Um you know, talk about a Jack Johnson for Cody CC trade here, huh?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why they think this is any kind of improvement, but
0: um I mean I'd rather have Milbury than Babcock. Yeah. I I, I mean, whoa, you might get you might get us cancelled there. Um <laughs> I, I don't uh I, I don't know. Um, it's it's six six one way, half dozen the other, and less if I if I knew a metaphor that could even be less than six. But I don't think. Uh, I mean, obviously, Mike Milbury is like old school as shit. Uh, had the that one ridiculous comment that he instantly got drugged for last year uh, in the bubble with the whole well, there's no women to distract the men <laughs> during playoff bubble time and that you know i when i heard that i instantly was like "Ah, i don't think he's gonna get away with that one quite so easily yeah Yeah. so he's out i don't know i mean we're talking about a man who ran who jumped into the stands of a of a bruins game and and hit another a spectator with his own fucking shoe like uh First of all, I don't know how you as a hockey player get into the stands and then just uh, have you ever walked on skates on cement? Yeah, you uh, you you have no traction. Well, it's it's also just like the worst feeling and sound when that happens. So like that's that free, yeah. that skeezes me out hardcore. Uh hurts my teeth. Yeah, and but <laughs> Yeah, so this that's what we're working with here. I guess uh, any change was good enough, and maybe, it, maybe, hey, maybe it's a big troll job by NBC to just say, well, if you're going to force us to make this move, we're just going to bring in a guy who's, like, just maybe one iota better. Very subjective, though. Yeah, uh, hard maybe. <laughs> right. Okay, well, so look for Babs, I guess, eventually. <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Boston retires Willie O'Ree's number 22. I think that's a fucking good move.
1: Absolutely. Uh, he's a trailblazer and, uh, you know, what he did is more significant to the sport than probably what a lot of other people who have had their numbers retired. So, uh, he may not have the stats, but I I think there's more to it than that. And it's, it's great to see that they're going to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good for, good for the Bruins and good for Willie O'Ree.
0: Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, you know, Willie's done a ton of work also in, uh, in retirement to like bring kids into, uh, into hockey, especially, you know, kids in the black community. So I can't, uh, uh, you know, it's always good to see players, no matter their reach kind of help out afterwards. Right. I mean, we're seeing that a lot with like Joel Ward right now.
1: Well, didn't, uh, didn't Willie just get drafted to the Hall of Fame as a builder?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think his, uh, his career was rather short, but he has, like you said, outreach to, to
0: so many kids. Absolutely. So, you know, I, uh, and I, I want to say he he's from the DMV area. Is that right? Did he do stuff with Fort DuPont and whatnot? Uh, well, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Never mind. Anyways, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that uh, Willie. Yeah, is, he's Canadian. Uh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, has, uh, is, is getting inducted. Or, I mean, is getting his, his number retired. So I do have to ask the question, though, Pauline, you know... Not to be controversial or political, do you think that this has any bit to do with, like, pandering at all? I mean, um, I think it's a kind of a long time past due, <laughs> to be completely honest. Uh, but, you know, with things in recent times, what do you think? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think
1: maybe the NHL saw it as an opportunity to push – Their agenda, but I think it also is very much, uh, or yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's valid because he was a trailblazer, you know, maybe, uh, maybe if he wasn't the first black player, it might be seen like that, but he he has a distinct, uh, characteristic, uh, that
0: makes it even more legitimate. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I agree. I just kind of wanted to get ahead of that and uh, th- fucking swash the haters right out there, um, if there were any. Which, hey, you know, I feel like everybody's got to hate something in today's world. Uh, Polly, why don't you just let your dog out? Uh, yeah, because she's fucking get Maggie and uh, let's uh, let's see this fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> get her. She's getting there big. She is. She used to be she used is. to be a uh, puppy, the puppy of the capture podcast, and now she is an ignorant ass, full grown dog. Yeah, and she's a pain in my butt. All right, do you think she'll shut the fuck up now or not? I think she might. All right, well, that's our live stream, folks. You know, can't plan yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, for you listening on the podcast, Polly tried to lock, tried to commit animal abuse and, and lock his dog in. in a cage which i don't understand why you would have done that in the same room that you're in you should have done it in like the far reaches of the basement and then come to the far reaches of the other side of the house to record but hey that's just me that's just me uh trying to think about how i would do it
1: well she stays quiet usually while i'm working it when
0: i do that right well i guess maybe not now Anyways, back to hockey. Jay Bomeester retired from the NHL on Tuesday after 17 seasons. Uh, you know, what it was, 17 seasons on Monday, 111. Yeah, so that was his 17 season mark. Uh, yeah. If you remember, Bomeester experienced a cardiac episode on the bench with 750 remaining in the first period of a game at the Anaheim Ducks uh, on February 11th. He had to be actually revived by medical personnel using a defibrillator. He regained conscious immediate, a consciousness immediately and was taken to UC Irvine Medical Center in Anaheim for treatment. Uh, three days later, he had an implantable cardio, cardio cardiovator defibrillator, an ICD basically, like a little thing that will shock your heart, implanted uh, into his chest to restore his heart's normal rhythm. Uh, they placed him on the blues, placed him on long-term injured reserve, February 18th. So seems like kind of a situation where they have, uh, well, where, where Jay kind of just said, look, man, I think the 17 years is enough. I don't need to die for it. Right.
1: Absolutely. I mean, between his, his health and his age, now he's got a cup. Why force it?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, sounds to me like the dude went out on top to be completely honest. Uh, it was a uh, incredibly scary situation there, uh when when it went down. So props to everybody who jumped on it and did the did all the like the first responders who did the, the right things and got him back breathing. Um and you know, I think this is the, the right decision, you know. So Absolutely. Is she calm now, Polly? Um getting there i'm just
1: i'm limiting my talking my my volume for now
0: okay great limiting paulie's limiting his volume on a fucking podcast where you know off to a stellar start uh this is great marcus felino signed a three-year 9.3 million dollar contract extension with the minnesota wild on tuesday 3.1 a year for felino uh i don't think that's that's a pretty good deal i think for the wild
1: yeah, you know, and they're trying to become relevant again. Um, it seems like, you know, a good player and um, good
0: good money usage. Absolutely. Uh, and then final thing that we kind of have here is uh, Sammy Blyce of the Blues suspended two games for an illegal check to the head to Colorado's Devin Tays. This seemed kind of a uh, – I mean, it was definitely head contact, probably warranted, but I don't um, – I, uh, he he for sure hit him hard in the head. Uh, was it malicious and targeting? I don't think so. But still, you got to be in control of your body. What do you think, Polly? Um, I actually,
1: yeah, I'm I'm watching the replay now. I don't think it was that terrible. No. Um. I mean, he he kind of raised up into him. Yeah. But uh, you know, it just. One of those situations where Taves was bent down and it just, you know, bad, uh, just with the contact, just was kind of, you know, a bad situation all around because of where the players were height wise and position wise. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So, whatever. I mean, that's two games. That'll probably be less than a week, honestly, with this accelerated schedule. Though, uh, and, and, you know, Sammy Blaze isn't exactly, like, uh, their their top score or anything. But, uh, you know, I've, I've got not much to say. Who even knows what suspensions are warranted anymore? You know, going into the Washington around a little spoiler alert. I thought Nick Dowd might be getting looked at after the hit on Eric Stahl. But... <laughs> played today so who knows uh how how that goes but let's uh let's get into uh our let's do our promo and then get into the washington round. what do you think
2: what is up everybody mikey clt here from bar down breakdown letting you know that our 100th episode going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop-punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a steez brand snapback hat so head over to our instagram and enter our contest also if you are just hearing about bar down breakdown make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for grammys all the way down to artists who are unsigned where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey so make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. All right,
0: so if you like alternative music, definitely Bar Down Breakdown is uh, the way to go. Uh, new, uh, you know, full disclosure: New York Islander fan uh, podcast, you know. Obviously they talk about hockey in general, but yeah islanders fans they have probably the- coo- some of the more uh i guess overarchingly famous uh guests because they have like rock stars on, so yeah check them out if you're into that thing yeah pretty pretty cool stuff yeah <laughs> right so uh like yeah they seem like kind of actual legitimate uh people whereas uh're just fucking scrubs. And, uh, John D. Tankovitz here. Paulie, dude, get it under control, pal. It's not that tough. Give me a call, I'll hockey troll. On. I'll take that scrub spot. Uh, yeah, Paulie, get it under fucking control for one. But two, unfortunately, John, I'm, you know, maybe against my better judgment, bound to this asshole for a whole year under contract. So <laughs> fuck me,
1: right? Plus, he would, uh,
0: he would just come on and,
1: and rag. He, he's big big Penn's fan. He would he would use this platform to infiltrate and sabotage.
0: Oh, platform for evil. See, we're not about that. We're we're the we're the divine good over here. So uh, sorry, bud. Uh, anyways, let's get in. Uh, dude, I've been fucking just wanting to talk about the caps. So let's do it now. All right. All right. So let's go over the roster first. We did have a guest spot and hopefully um, maybe next week or something we can get him on. Uh, he's, he's an act. An, we'll tease it an actual journalist. I think, you know, I guess that would be the way to, to say it. Right. Polly Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, someone that we can learn a lot from. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, so. Anderson signed for 700 K taxi tendy. Uh, I, I guess Polly in a previous episode called this.
1: Yeah, I think it was two Thursdays ago
0: um,
1: or maybe just last Thursday. I don't know. I tweeted at you. The proof is in writing.
0: Yeah. So they say, um, <clears throat> so he is the taxi squad right now. Um, Johnson, <sighs> philby Cody Clark, Brett Leeson, Pilon, Joe Snively, Riley Suter, and they're all to Hershey, um, Hendricks, Lapierre, right back to the uh, Q, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, so, kind of the really the people that we knew weren't going to have a shot at the team are going back to the minors. Though I would say, um, so so that's. Uh, on January 11th, that all kind of like fell through, fell down um, through the ranks of news. An insane amount of players on January 11th hit the waiver wire, though, like league wide, probably one of the largest player pools to hit ever. Um, and nine caps went. So, you know, in total, Daniel Carr, uh, Zach Fucali, the goalie, Shane Gersich, Lucas Johansson, Paul Ledoux, Cam Schilling, Michael Scarbosa, Philip Malay and Phoenix Copley. All hit the waiver wire and, uh, Paulie's gonna get into his explanation as to why that happened later. But, um, the former caps that also went, which this is kind of how I like got this little bit was, uh, Maddie Perot from Winnipeg, uh, 2018 Stanley, C- Stanley Cup champion, Travis Boyd, Riley Barber, Aaron Ness, Tyler Graevac, uh, Barber's in Detroit, Ness is in Arizona, and Graevac's in Vancouver. All had to hit the wire too. Um and I'll just want I just want to like a quick aside here, a little bit of an axe to grind. I think GM oh excuse me, GM did Matty P dirty man. He was a really good productive player for us in a bottom six role, like when we had him here on the caps. And he just didn't fit a quote unquote persona, body type, whatever it was. We wanted to get bigger and and Maddie P's like a five like ten guy. Uh, 180 pounds when he's soaking wet. So we basically trade him because he was too small. Um, I thought that was a bit of a blunder, but at the same time, it eventually worked out and GMGM got shit can. So yeah, there's that. So Pauly, why did all those players hit that waiver wire? So in order
1: to go back to the AHL, you have to clear waivers. They can't Mm -hmm. just send you back down. Okay. Um, and so, um, I I think it was a combination of sending people to the AHL and um, needing to uh, finalize their rosters. I, I I I wasn't able to find it, but I, I'm I'm assuming that that had to do with the taxi squad. Is um, well, right? Like, if you wanted to keep them on for the taxi squad, you probably had to put them through the waivers first.
0: Gotcha. And so Fukale is currently on the taxi squad. Like we're waiting for a bunch of like we're waiting for McMichael to get cleared. He's looking to to stay on the taxi squad. Um, one thing that I didn't understand, though, is that like. And I don't know if Philaby Clark, like Leeson was there. Pilon was there. Snively was there and Riley Suter was all there. I don't did they have to go through waivers? I don't think they did. I think they just got reassigned. Or maybe they did. I don't know.
1: Um, no, I, it, it must it must have something to do with the um, the type of contract they have. Um, it, it's not I, – I don't have all of the answers, to be honest. Uh, I have the – I don't have the specific for this year because it's an unprecedented time. Right. Um, so I think it, it, it has to be the type of contract that
0: they had. Okay. So if they're like on like an entry level or something uh, along those lines, I, I, yeah, I, cause I would assume, I would think that a lot of these guys are on like a one way. Like I know Paul is probably on a two way. Uh, Copley also, but yeah. Okay. So you have no answers. I asked you to get that together, but I guess you didn't. Thanks man.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely the type of,
0: because,
1: um, I mean, if you if you look at it, the guys who, um, like, yeah. It, the it, ones it was who didn't have to, to go
0: through waivers are younger. Years of service. Thank you, Andrew. Yes. That's what I thought. There okay, so it's, okay. it's years of service, right? Okay, so if you're with the team for, like, less than two or three years, you can just go straight up and down without having to hit waivers. But after you're there with, like, a year or two or three years – you you have to be in. So, okay, cool. Uh yeah, all right. Writing Andrew down as next host uh possibility instead of fucking Polly right there. Uh <laughs> Probably smart. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, Thursday 114, we play the Sabers. You know, I thought we came out and played pretty well. Uh, backy with the first goal of the season off a broken play and dish from Ovi. Second goal by Buffalo's Taylor Hall, uh, his first tally as a saver. That was a wicked uh, high stick and elbow from Oshi, but there was no chance for Sammy. I mean, it was a good play on the power play. We'll, we'll let him have that one. Um, Washington responds to the power play tally themselves by Oshi and uh, by off a Darlene interference call on Wilson. Uh, Buffalo announcers were pretty fucking, uh, rough with Wilson on this, Paulie. What did you think? He was like, they were like, uh, you know, that's a dive by Wilson and talking a lot of shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's because of who he is. Uh, he just gets no love and, you know, watching the game on ESPN plus it, it was brutal having to do the Buffalo home, uh, the home guys. Cause they, oh, they're terrible they they might they might be as bad as watching a, a game on the pen's feed. Um,
0: yeah, they're yeah, they were like um yeah, our team's been they just, you can just tell by the way the buffaloes uh announcers are is that they just like try to be happy and like really light about the situation because they've had just so many years of failure. Like <laughs> they're just like we're here to have yeah. fun, folks, and that's how my uh my I guess maneurisms are going to be all throughout this whole thing. It's all going to be very happy and don't even worry about us getting run up for five.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. And it, it was that. And then Tom Wilson getting the Tom
0: Wilson treatment. Mm. Absolutely. Um, on the bright side, Ovi assists both goals. That's cool. Uh, pretty interesting there. Uh, again, that doubt hit on stall high later in the game. Thought he might get the book thrown at him, but did not, which is nice. And then in the second, the game kind of opened up a bit. JC scores on a slow break uh, on the far side snipe. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. I like that. That was sick. Um, and then a Dylan goal, which is his first as a cap and his first regular season point. Got a guy. I mean, I love seeing that. Before he only had like one assist in the play in the playoffs. So would that's definitely welcome. Any scoring from the from the back end is always a good thing. Um, I dropped him in fantasy before the game. <laughs> good. That's what you fucking deserve for not having any faith. Um, yeah. I think the Caps let off the gas a bit in true Caps fashion. Uh, the wraparound goal late. You know that's shitty to to give up. Um. I'm not sure I can blame Samsonov for it, but he did just, he looked kind of weird with the whole thing. It was a bit of a turnover too. Like I, I, it, you never want to give up those like kind of late period goals. It always sucks. It seems like that's kind of a, a dagger, especially in the caps ass. Every time they give mm-hmm. up a late period goal, you know, uh, it just, it happens, you know, it just seems to be kind of disaster, you know,
1: you know, the way that Buffalo played and scored, it it didn't feel like they were in this game. It just felt like they like kept it close in a very unimpressive, sneaky way. That it was like, oh shit, wait a minute, why yeah. why is the score so close?
0: Right, because you know it's like what three two at this point. Um, uh, once uh or no, it's like four. It's four two going into the third, and. You know, they, we give up that late goal. We're like, okay, we'll just, you know, third period, it's all good. And like 30 seconds into the third, we get scored on. And now it's a four, three game and things are getting pretty real, real quick. Um, luckily 20 seconds later, uh, the Buffalo Sabres cough up a a layup for Verona from Eric Stahl, which is pretty uncharacteristic for a a player that veteran caliber, um, and then you know to end it six on five Olofsson, who I think is a stud roofs one uh, to give up an early net, or an empty netter for the final score of six four. Um, it's like you said it, it was a lot of are the are the are the Sabers really in this because at that one point they trailed by one uh, which was scary at one point um, you know I think that's the highest they did there right so, yeah
1: you know I actually thought about tweeting a poll during the game, but I just didn't end up doing it. Um, who's who's the Sabres superstar? Is it Taylor
0: Hall or is it Jack Eichel? Oh, it's Eichel for sure, right? But, you know, I guess Taylor Hall's doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, Taylor Hall's
1: a former MVP. Was He, he was a first overall pick. Um, you know, and then Jeff Skinner, he also was an early – first-round pick back in the day. He was a stud when he was 18, 19. Buffalo's got some some has-beens looking to revamp their careers.
0: Sure, but it's like the Buffalo syndrome. It's like you get there and you're like, oh, fucking Western New York. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's an inferiority complex that comes true because it's not the city and it's not like upstate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean
1: between the Bills and the Sabers they're uh, 0 for 5 in major sports championships. So uh can't be can't be a fun place to be a fan or a player.
0: Right. <clears throat> Plus it's so fucking cold, dude. Yeah. It's uh. it's
1: Canada in America.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um <clears throat> Okay, so just after this first game, i give Sammy a grade of Okay, I say, I'd say Samsonov, Samsonov was okay. That's it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, one thing I was loving is the Caps breakout problem area for us last season and a half uh, out of the zone with speed. They looked good uh, overall, decent, solid team D and, and some pace and speed, confidence. You know, I love to see it, um, but there was some rust, and I think that. You know, we kind of knocked it off a little bit and and figured it out by the end of the game. And then I was at that time I was thinking, oh well, you know this will be a good little uh, warm up for the next game, which we will dominate. And uh, you know what, we came out uh, on Friday the fifteenth again at seven p.m. You know, so Caps fans, you know, it's against our religion to be playing before seven, so luckily the NHL was kind enough to grant us this kind of concession. I think that, uh, on the 15th, we just looked worse and, you know, okay. Back to back. Um, Sabres came out, jumped on us, better legs for sure. They're a younger team. We took three penalties in the first and we escaped the first round on Luckily Buffalo sucks. Uh, Verona, he <laughs> broke it. He broke the scoring open, Early in the second, uh, Linus Olmark, high glove, uh, trash apparently. And, you know, teaser for what happens later, but Verona scores early in the second wrist And then, and then it's just kind of like back and forth. We're kind of muddling around, um, wrist scores early in the third and we're like, okay, well, hopefully this isn't a trend. Um, cap stay on the grind and Wilson get nets a game winner again, high glove, um, and that's kind of, I mean, it was a plain game, but the underlying story here, I think, is vtech Vanacek looked fucking good, dude.
1: Yeah, he looked very good. Um, if I remember correctly, he had a, a pretty sweet toe save.
0: Yeah, and he just... Uh, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Oh, no, it just, you know, he, he, kept, he kept impressing me throughout this game. Um, really, I, I had three notes on this game, and it was vtech Vanacek... It was Tom Wilson, which you already mentioned, and Chara. I thought he played pretty well. He, he, he was making, he was doing good position wise, good with his stick. He was playing with attitude. He like lost his fucking mind when the ref put him in the box. And he <laughs> yeah. had those big wide eyes. Um, but yeah, Vitek, he looked good, and uh, I'm not saying he's better than Sammy and he should be the starter, but he definitely is gonna earn his time in the net
0: sure um so uh that being said i like v tech better visually as a goaltender because uh, sammy's like a kid who grew too fast and just doesn't know mm-hmm. his body yet he's just uh, a little <laughs> too lanky obviously some sort of freak athlete for sure but that would explain the atv yeah right <laughs> He's like he's like a 16-year-old kid in the backwoods, right? Just uh going going yeah. crazy on on the jumps. But uh I I I look at Vanacek and I think, "Man, uh, and you know, he's been in the organization 5 years." So having that win, you know, he had he saved 30 shots, uh, way more than Sammy's had to face and um you know, I I like him. I I look I I like him for his uh Calm demeanor between the pipes, I'll say. Uh, I, this game was a bit more conservative, a tad slower pace, but, you know, it's a back-to-back, so kind of to be expected, right? Um, goaltending definitely played a larger part this uh, this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think both teams came out Thursday night full of piss and vinegar. Excited for the new season. And The next day, they were like, oh, man, we haven't had to do this in a long time.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit sore. Um, yeah, I hear you. Uh, so anyways, caps are 2-0 oh there. Pretty convincing wins. Uh, one, you know, and it's cool. It, the good part is, is that we flexed, um, two different parts of our games in Buffalo: the offensive prowess, uh, the good breakout, the puck movement in game one, and then our goaltending in game two. So that's great. Obviously, you don't want to rely on goaltending or just your offense, uh, purely in any of these, uh, in the NHL for any consistent period of time, but to see that we can switch on and off is nice. Uh, And then we come to Sunday, which is today, the way the day that we're recording for a matinee, 12 PM uh, game. And this was a loss in a shootout, which really grinds my fucking gears. Okay. That was a fucking kick. 19 seconds in. I want to say it was, I mean, I know it wasn't a kick, but it was a fucking kick. Like, every time we play the okay so the the penguins' luck is unbelievable their their pdo has to be off the charts and i know that like their pdo actually is not off the charts even though it's fucking pretty high uh as a team but they are you know and i'm not going to get into the analytics behind this this is just purely my fucking opinion uh which is 100% <laughs> right they're the luckiest team in the NHL, and against the caps their luck is just unfucking real. You score a goal twenty feet away from the net by a deflection off of your skate. What? How how? How does that happen? Uh unbelievable. 19 seconds in. A fluke play. That is absolute luck. We're down one nothing. Okay. Um and then we take some penalties and, and and it's just like okay well fuck here we go again backstrom on the end of the first pk was epic i love that look at that young guy go going through the neutral zone just chewing away keeping the puck uh he looks good man i i love it i love that i feel like he's he's out here with like uh, a certain amount of swag um after signing that last the, the last deal that he's done you know yeah he's definitely come out
1: ready to play um, he's got a couple goals, and he's he's skating like he's 25.
0: Yeah. Young Gun style. I love it. I hope he can keep it up for the rest of the season. Um, fourth line, though, did come out and he, and score. Uh, so that's awesome. Nick Dowd unassisted, and you love to see it because for some reason, I feel like Caps fans have this fucking fan, like this – um, bad taste in their mouth from last year's playoffs that the top bottom six was trash because they didn't you know light it up in the playoffs um i yeah i guess they weren't great they it could have helped but i think that uh as a team we could have done better anyways and really just te- from top to bottom i don't think you can say the bottom six being lighting it up unless they scored like 20 goals would have been a would have been a huge difference maker you know what i mean
1: yeah, I mean, and that's a lot to expect out of the bottom six. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous to blame a series loss on the bottom six.
0: Yeah, especially when, like, that Garnet Hathaway and Nick Dowd type combo is so good at hemming in the puck into the offensive zone. You know, when they're out there, the puck is rarely in our zone, mostly in the other team's zone, and we're playing the possession game. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, okay, maybe they funnel a couple pucks to the net and they miss, but they're fourth liners for a fucking reason. The fact that they're not in our own zone trying to, like, get the puck is huge. Uh, so with that zone time, I believe goals will come. Anyways, uh, so Nick Dow scores 1-1. Kuzi and Ovi cash in on Kuzi's first point and Ovi's first goal uh, shortly after – Incredible play from Wilson uh, to be a better just overall and defensive player than Sidney Crosby. Uh, turn the puck over, uh, get it to Cousy, and OV now at career number 707, one shy of tying Mike Gardner for seventh all-time. I mean, ha- how many more times do I have to say that Tom Wilson is a far superior player than Sidney Crosby? I just I think that I think that, that play right there just proves it. Uh, fuck the multiple years, fuck the decade-plus-long-more career career uh, that Crosby has, uh, just getting bodied by Tom Wilson and then out skated. Uh, you love to see it. Yeah. And
1: then, you know, as he was going towards Marino, the whole bench was like,
0: Oh, Tom Wilson's <laughs> coming. Yeah. I, when I heard him screaming and I tweeted about it, like the, the squealing of the, of the penguins bench, whenever Tom Wilson's on the ice flying around is just, that's just It sustains me, man. I love to see it uh, just (laughs) like a pig to slaughter is what it sounds like, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, that play was beautiful. He he out-muscled
1: Crosby, knocked his stick out of his hand just by being a stronger person, mm -hmm. and then chased down the puck, bodies, I think it was Marino, and then sets up Ovi. It was just, it
0: was gorgeous. And the best part about it was that... uh, (laughs) You know, Marino straight he pushed out of that play. Like he did not take he did not sacrifice for that play. He just was like, I may die. <laughs> and his life flashed before his eyes and he kind of just like like <laughs> cough the puck up. Um softest play for sure this uh this this season, this young season, uh bar none, probably softest play of last season too. Um would say that that's a great, what, X million dollar amount that the Penguins have paid him. So, there you go, Pittsburgh fans. That's what you got to stare down at the next six years or whatever it was that he signed. Um <clears throat> Anyways, moving on to, to, to less hilarious things. Sammy, bad turnover um that was maybe a goal, which... Turned to be turned out to be in fact a true goal, uh, off the crossbar, but not off the crossbar and off the white thing in front of the net. I I was I looking down and then I looked up to see the replay a hundred times. Did he just Sammy took the puck and just tried to get a little too fancy and just rimmed it off the boards too hard and right to the Penguins?
1: You know, actually, as I, as I'm thinking about it, all I can remember was the fuck going in the net and that 10 minute replay <laughs> like that's what's burned into my brain is right. that it hit the white box
0: <laughs> hashtag white box gate um <laughs> i <laughs> i'm sure he uh, uh it was a it was off of Sammy's stick like he, he tried to get it up the boards and then i think it was uh blueger to petterson so trash that that's rough, man. I mean, that makes it a uh, a tie game. Um, and then, you know, Crosby has a tantrum, takes a bad penalty for the Caps uh, after Lars Eller outplays him for the puck. Um, and uh, then Backy takes it. Or no, wait. So what was it? Crosby was the last into that. So like. We got a call, or they got a call, we got a call, then Crosby went, and it was four on three. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a, a power play. Oshie took a penalty, and
1: then Crosby took a penalty.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, that was a good pass by Kuznetsov. What do you got to say about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so kuzzy was in back normal place. Quarterback and over on the boards and you know they're they're watching ovi they're they're glued to him watch mm-hmm. ovi all day watch him all you want and give uh give backstrom that tap in back door all day
0: yeah interesting that they're putting that lavs is putting um backstrom on the back door there yeah definitely a new look i like it though yeah i think he's You know, people look at Nick Backstrom and think he might be smaller. The dude's, like, 6'2", or 6'3". He's, like, close to Ovechkin's height and size. He's just a different player. And maybe that's why they look at that that way.
1: Yeah, he definitely presents himself in a much different light.
0: Right. But I think he's still sturdy, good in front of the net, incredible hands, obviously. So, interesting to see that. Um I don't hate it. Let's keep it going. Finally, um, a snipe by Peterson uh, as the Penguins woke up, and then I think that tied it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so twice. <laughs> okay, what do you got here? Just fucking finish this out, dude. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the third, so you got to help us here and say some shit.
1: So I just wanted to comment on how Tom Wilson twice knocked the stick out of Crosby's hand by being a stronger human. (laughs) And he also shrugged off a would-be check by like It was like uh, just shrugging off a kid brother, man. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Um, (laughs) Ovi could have had a game winner. He finally got that open power play shot, but he hit both posts, both sides, and it went out. Um, which took us to OT, which was a very, very good, uh, exciting overtime. But nothing come out of it. Nothing ended up coming out of it, even though OV had a, a chance in the last, like, two seconds. Uh, so OV had a few chances to win the game, end of the game on the power play. And then in overtime, it just didn't go. Uh, shootout, first three rounds, nothing. Uh, even... Mr. Shootout, Oshi, he, you know, he got stopped. Gensel gets the game winner. Ovi had a chance to answer, and he was shut down. So uh, Ovi had his chances today. He did get a goal, but he had at least three chances to win the game in the in, in the uh, third, the overtime and the shootout.
0: Yeah, uh, and, you know, we play him again on Tuesday. Uh, we have all the excuses in the book, I think. Fourth game or third game in four days. Uh, Off a back to back travel day and then into Pittsburgh. We probably had a morning skate and that's about it. Uh, I, man, I really would love to have seen the fucking Penguins go 0 -0 3. I'd love to even see them go 0 4. Um, I'd love to take the fucking juice out of them on Tuesday but let's talk about uh just kind of like overarching things that that we that we wanted to uh you know that we saw there was the new uh caps 5.0 or whatever uh lavi lavi version Laviolette. uh i i for one loved the breakout i think that their breakout is lightning quick um they're done doing that bullshit reverse like that redid- like dude Like, they would look up – I felt like last year they'd look up and if there was somebody in their way on the boards, they'd just rim it and reverse it. And I think that that's a good idea in some cases. But I think Laviolette is like, look, you're the biggest, most physically dominating team in in the division. Uh, We will be that. And if we want to – if we want to fucking just outman people on the boards in our own zone, we should – absolutely be able to do that we should be out we should be able to out physical them and 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 come out with pucks on on the boards in our own zone especially when we have numbers because if you think about it <clears throat> you know we have our two defensemen and if we bring back two forwards that's a four on three you're you're not really going to get a fourth uh opposition uh, player on a board battle, trying to keep a puck in at the half boards, you, you know, that's not a, it's not a good fit. Defi- that's not a good step for a defenseman to take. And if they do take it, their center, their winger, that's, that's closest to the blue line is going to step back out and, and fill for him. Don't you think like, I don't see that a lot in the NHL Four men deep, trying to fucking keep the zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was definitely a terrible system. Uh, I'm glad that we're out of that. Like, uh, we've definitely already in three games look more like an actual hockey team with a system that isn't just ridiculous.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, anyways, yeah. So the breakout's looking good. Uh, as, Andrew Coleman here says no more slingshot PP. That's nice. I'm seeing, and I don't know why Backstrom was never this guy in the past because it's, it seems like he, he should have been Um, Nick should be like the, the puck taxi into the zone on our power play, but never has been never for some reason, either coaches never liked him to do that or what, but generally it's been like Kuznetsov and, and he's sharing the duties and, trying to slingshot in even though that's kind of like an antiquated play i guess you could say um i saw semblances of it in in uh in today's game but i think it only happened once and it wasn't like the big long jc or nick backstrom from the fucking uh or the handoff to kuznetsov from nick backstrom to j or to or jc from like a long run-up basically like from our hash marks to the blue line. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I I don't know. Um, I know that uh, – so I mean anybody who's li- looking at us right now, what do you, what are you guys seeing? Anything good? We'll, we'll reach out. You got a, a few seconds. Uh, as Andrew said, I think, Andrew, didn't you want to talk about uh, Kuznetsov <laughs> and his lack of play? Though I will say the first two games, quiet. But, not uh, uh, what two point night to to or two point day for him today, right, Paulie? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, on the power play and Ovi's goal.
1: Well, and and speaking of Kuzi uh, and Backstrom, I'd have to say I would definitely rather have Backstrom being the one carrying the puck. Kuzi is amazing, but Backstrom he's the guy i have the most faith in gaining the zone making the smart plays just finding space he is definitely our guy and koozie's a good one a or one b but um backstrom should definitely be the guy And, and you're right it it's weird that it's taken this long to to realize that
0: well yeah, I mean, in the past he hasn't had great success being that guy. And I don't understand why that is either. So maybe Lavi's given him some fucking confidence or whatever. Who knows? I wouldn't mind if it continued. But uh Andrew here says, Yeah, Kuzi needs to be better five on five. I do agree with that. Um uh I'd love to see him, you know, obviously the big thing is his big detractor's always been defensively. Um <clears throat> and he doesn't shoot a lot, <laughs> which I'm sure people are fucking pissed off about. So yeah, I would I would love to see Kuzi shoot a little bit more. It's um, you know, i I think that Kuznetsov is a player that, unless you're like playing with him, you don't really appreciate how fucking good he is. He's like one of those guys. You ever had those guys on your hockey team, Paulie? Like people who are like, that guy sucks. And then, but everybody that you know that's on the team is like, this dude's like our best player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that. Um, and, you know, I agree. I, I think he hasn't been great five on five. He's been pretty quiet. I mean, half of his points today were five on five, but that was mostly Tom Wilson, you know, scaring Marino <laughs> on that play. Um, right. Right. Yeah, I mean he, he definitely he, he seems to be the one getting the slowest start. Um, uh, and uh, Andrew threw in another comment here that Kuzi's not getting along with that uh, Lavie because Lav Laviette loves shot attempts, and as you just mentioned, uh, Kuzi doesn't shoot enough. So you know maybe maybe it's a mind game. Uh, that's holding him back a little bit, and I don't know. Hopefully, he he shakes out of it because he's definitely top top five on the team. That's for sure. Sure. You know? Oh yeah. Ov Ov Backy, and then it's like Koozie and Willie probably.
0: So, I I have I will say this. I hundred percent agree with you, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Like, and. I don't think I'll even go as far to say that Laviolette is not going to get along with Kuznetsov purely because he wants him to shoot more and like love shot attempts. I don't know if I agree with that completely. I think they're both professionals and I think that Laviolette is smart enough to find a situation where he is going to fit Kuznetsov in. He knows Kuznetsov is an incredibly gifted player, so he's going to have to play him. Um, He'll just have to be smart as to like deployment and maybe find mismatches and maybe move Kuznetsov around top uh, around the lineup. I don't know what that looks like, but um, I'm and I don't I didn't even take a look at the underlying numbers today about Kuznetsov, but uh, I think when it comes down to it, he's going to he, he as Kuznetsov goes, the Washington Capitals go. Right? I heard this quote: "As Egypt goes, the Middle East goes." Uh, as, as Kuznetsov goes, the Washington Capitals go. Kuznetsov has an incredible season, the Washington Capitals will have an incredible season because everybody else is doing their job, right? And and Kuzi has the potential to absolutely be a hundred point guy, I believe that, or be a 70 point guy. Now, those 30 go- points are going to contribute to in a shortened season like this. You know, or in a regular season, you know, five, five more wins easily, ten more wins, thirty points. If your guys scoring thirty more points, ten more wins. So, and and they could come in in the playoffs, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. But, uh, so in this in this abbreviated season, you know, having him be like a, uh, close to a point per game guy is gonna be important. I definitely believe that. Um, uh, I think Kuznetsov does not like a, uh, yeah. And like you said, Andrew, a 2018 playoff Kuznetsov is a top 10 player, no doubt. So we know he can get there. We know he can get there. He just needs to get there. Um, I think that he needs to, and he hasn't been particularly, uh, Injured, I wouldn't say. He hasn't had a major, major injury, has he, Polly? Uh I don't think so. So saying that, like, and I'd love to see him go into the middle a little bit more. You know, that's the typical North yeah. American. You know, I'd love to see him go into the harder spots. You know, yeah, that's maybe, not his game. Yeah, maybe get his fucking bell wrong a couple times, but you know, that could be foolish as well. <laughs> Again, Kuznetsov is a, is a bigger player. You know, you, you don't he doesn't play like it, but he is he's takes up a lot of room. Uh, I would even sacrifice that ridiculous um, point get if he was as good as Lars Eller and Backstrom defensively.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, if he could just. St- keep his normal offensive abilities, like not excel like you're saying and tighten up the back end. I have to agree with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So time will tell. We'll see. I'm not going to completely count him out as like a fucking failure yet, but, um, you know, I think a lot of eyes are on him and I think that that's a valid, that's a valid uh, point, Andrew there. So, um, you know, I, what's your big takeaway? I mean, the, the big takeaway for me is I think VTech Vantagek starts on next week's game, which is going to be Thursday the 19th at 7 p.m. at Pittsburgh. And then Friday we come home, 7 p.m. versus uh, the Sabres in Chinatown, baby. Let's go. So, well, Paulie, what, what are your takeaways? I mean, I, I love the Lavi's system. I love it. I love the play. I love the breakout. I love the Team D. That's great. That's, those are two glaring problems that we had last year. But I think vtech needs to start next game just to give him just to give him a rep any any major yeah. ones for you?
1: Oh, well, so it's actually Tuesday.
0: oh, did I say Thursday yeah, my bad Tuesday.
1: but um yeah i think I think vtech's gonna start, and I think if they if v tech and the capitals win Tuesday, vtech starts Friday, really yeah um but uh, you know, my takeaways were that I think let put in a system that is appropriate for the way this team is built, and the guys are still working out the kinks. But I think this is they're they're built for success. I think that they're living up to that bruiser reputation that you said that they have. Um, I think they're they're playing not necessarily, you know as fast as they could because they're a little older, but they're playing fast. They're playing strong. They're playing smart. Um, I think Tom Wilson is probably, you said, you said Koozie goes or the team goes as Koozie goes. I think Tom Wilson is going to be this season's MVP.
0: Really? Um, yeah. But is that a surprise?
1: Um, well, I mean, a little bit when you still have guys like Kuznetsov and, and Backstrom. And and I don't really expect O V to be the team MVP. I mean, I expect him to lead the team in goals. But, you know, other guys do have other parts of their game that are stronger. So, really, I would expect it to be Kuzi or Backstrom. Or maybe even uh, like Carlson. But I, I think Tom Wilson is going to be... His energy and, and his accomplishments are going to be probably the
0: most important to the team's success. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, I could agree with that though. That doesn't surprise me because I think that after Kuznetsov has like such an incredible 2018 season, it's a bit surprising to see him fall off a little bit. Um, and he's lost his hunger. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's, it's whatever you want to say there with, Effort, hunger, wanting to be there, blah, 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 blah. But I see that Tom Wilson, per, I don't think the top's in for Tom Wilson. I've said that a hundred times. I think that Tom Wilson will eventually kind of like be a, a, an elite goal scorer and playmaker. So I think that like, you know, he's around with like a 50 point plateau. No, I don't, th- I don't think that the top's in. I think that he could be a 70, 80 point guy. So, um, And, and I think, um, so that being said, that was something that I expected and kind of put in my, like my algorithm, which is just me, like, kind of like drunkenly compiling how good the caps are going to be in, uh, into that into consideration though. I will say, uh, and that's why I said like Kuznetsov, I, I kind of counted him lower. So if he's better than, than he, than I thought he'd be, that would be a great thing. But, uh, Andrew, again here, the players seem to be um, uh, much stronger with the puck with this system, winning more board battles. I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. I think that accountability is a big thing for Lavulette, uh, and I think that he's enforcing it somehow.
1: Yeah, Reardon, Reardon's system was asked backwards, and Lavulette's got him playing hockey again. Mm-hmm. You know, he. I think... L'Avillette does a good job of reading what he has. I think Stefan Bernier said that in the interview that he would um, take the team and adjust based on what he sees. You know, he's not going to be set in stone, and I think we're seeing that, and uh, I think the players are responding well.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, and Laviolette seems like a really genuine guy, and he's got nothing to prove, right? It seems like he's kind of... I mean, he's got, he probably, I'm sure, has something to prove, but I doubt that he is outwardly giving off vibes like, I have something to prove here, like all of the other dumbass right. young coaches that we've had, right? Right. Yeah. Um, like he's
1: going to do, he's not going to do something just because he thinks like, I need to make a splash. He's going to do right. what he thinks is right and it's going to be more consistent with what really is right.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, North South hockey, right? Uh, get the puck down the fucking ice as quickly as possible. Fuck the neutral zone, and um, I, I have to aggr- I have to agree with that style. You know, you can you can slow down once you're in the other zone. That's at least how I see. Um, <clears throat> and Andrew again, Oshie will give Willie a run for a team MVP. Whoa, <sighs> possibly. You know I love TJ Oshie. What a fucking stud! Always on, always on the puck, an, incre- an cra- a crazy, crazy puckhound. Um, all, I think all they good play players. A similar
1: game. What? I think they play a similar game. It's just Wilson is naturally a bigger, stronger guy. But I, th- I think they, if if you if you gave Oshie Wilson's body, he they would look like clones this- of each other.
0: they'd be brothers they'd be brothers yeah Uh, Yeah, i mean
1: like can you imagine i mean it i I think if if either way no matter how you would do it make Willie smaller oshi bigger if they were the same size they would they'd be like fucking bash brothers out there together and scoring goals
0: right (laughs) i agree with that i agree with that um you know just a couple shout outs uh for the people that have hit us up recently. I mean, within the past week, uh got a couple new listeners that have just kinda like, you know, showed some love. Uh I'm trying to find them right now, but because uh Polly tweets like five million fucking times a day, it's really hard to see what the fuck is going on in in our okay. Twitter feed. Um <clears throat> but we will be prepared for that next quad. Give everybody some shout outs on this. So if you've been uh, hitting us up, we definitely respond to all of the DMS and everything that is, that is around. So uh, if you want to, you know, tell us we're fucking assholes and tell us we're assholes, um, you know? uh, So, you know, Jason tar. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for the Instagram uh, uh, DM. And uh, there's also this, uh, another one, called uh destroy i'm not really sure if that's a real one but uh you know hey if you listen to the podcast thanks for listening um remember go if you would go to all of your platforms that you listen on and uh give us five stars five stars only and um i guess other than that i mean paul you got anything else
1: no you know uh returning listeners we appreciate you new listeners we we appreciate you. Hope you stick around. Um, everyone interacting with us on on social, we appreciate that. It's fun. It. Uh, I've gotten gotten quite a few nice uh, nose snorts. You know, you know when you're sitting there, you're like, huh, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Um, God damn yeah, it, Polly. <laughs> we we, uh, we love you guys. You want to? Absolutely. You wanna, oh. So, um, our predictions last week. Troll yeah. said 3-0. and We ended up 2-0 and 1. I also said 3-0, but I thought we would win in OT, which we lost in the shootout. So, I was closer, but we're still both wrong. What do you think next week, two games. Um, there is a game on Sunday, but I'm guessing you didn't put that in the outline because by the time we record, the game will be on. Is there a game Sunday? Yeah, I think they play 7 p.m. Are you sure? Um. I will pull up the app real quick.
0: Alright. I thought, because I thought we were off because we've been on the fucking grind forever. Um. No, man. Uh. Oh, 3 p.m.
1: 3 oh, p.m. So we'll, Sunday? We'll have recorded by then. So. Um. I guess what? we should. What are you talking about? Like, I mean, the game will be over by then, so. Yeah, there's three games until our next Washington wraparound.
0: Okay, so Sunday the what? What's that? What day is that? Twenty fourth. The twenty fourth, three PM versus the Sabers. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going three zero. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, this is okay, uh, Cavs fans. Um, very rarely, if you, I mean, this is going to be a trend. Am I ever going to say that the Caps are going to lose? What about you, Ah, uh,
1: I think 3-0 because I think we'll get the Pens on Tuesday and then beat the Sabres, sweep them again.
0: Atta boy. All right, so 3-0. We're the smartest people you know that talk about hockey, so obviously it's 3-0. Um, <laughs> next week, we're going to go 3-0. We're going to get some revenge on the Penguins. Um, I hope Vancechuk gets a start. And I love in, though, how our, our small improvements uh, with the game. So, caps need to tighten it up. And uh, I think that the game plan is going exactly how we predicted in the sense of uh, bodying, you know, using the body and, and being kind of a consistent physical presence there. So,
1: yeah. Oh, and uh, yesterday from when we're recording. Yeah. So, two days ago from when this drops on. Uh, all the platforms, was the anniversary of the goal. Fifteen years ago, OV scored the goal against Wayne Gretzky's Coyotes.
0: All right. So there's some uplifting fuel for maybe they should watch that in the locker room uh, on Tuesday, and we can kind of uh, get back to kicking some Penguins' ass. Until yeah. then, Caps fans, we hope you have a great – week, Martin Luther King Day tomorrow, so if you're off, enjoy it, uh, remember why you're off, and uh, other than that, I mean, Paul, if you've got nothing else, we should probably stop fucking blabbing around.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, just one last thing, uh, Martin Luther King Day, NHL has a triple header on NBC Sports starting at noon, so if you're off work, or even if you're not off of work, there's something on TV, and it's hockey.
0: Absolutely. There you go. You heard it there first. Caps fans, take care. Have a great week. We will talk to you on Thursday. Until then, it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes Sign off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and
1: Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And follow the show's handle, at CapsChirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, Oh, we're not friends anymore.